think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the dead survive. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for joining us once again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited to just speak before you again for another moment just to get better in leadership and servant leadership and walking in our faith in this sports world. And what better way to do that, to close out the series of celebrating Women's History Month with the Proverbs 31 Women. Today, we have servant leader, the head coach at Kilgore College, for the women's basketball team, Addie Lee's with us. I'm super excited, y'all, because I'm going to tell you, I told her before she came on, God has a way of crossing paths at the right time because we follow each other for a minute, never really engage, and from some past servant leaders, it's like, yo, you need to get in contact with her, and I'm so glad I did. So I thank you for your time. Time is that one thing that once it's given, we can't give it back, so I thank you for it. I know it's very far and few uh, for coaches like yourself, and I'm going to pass the torch to you to say hello to our listeners so we can get this conversation started today. Okay. Well, hello to all the listeners out there. I am Coach Lees, and I have been the head coach at Kilgore College for the last four seasons. And I'm thankful for this opportunity to speak to you all, and I'm ready to get this started. I love it. I love it. You know, one of the things, like, it's crazy. I'm looking next month. Oh, my God, it's crazy. Next month starts, um, will be our second year doing this whole entire thing. And okay. The things that excite me about that most is the reason that it's been successful. And I say successful in the sense of building and bridging gaps to create better servant leaders in sports is because of the commonality that we share, which is we recognize that getting and understanding and accepting Christ coming into the faith takes on different roles. Some of us had it, you know, grew up in the church. That's me when I was little and then found out him on my own. Some people through other people later in life is how they got it. Talk to us a little bit about your journey um, to accepting Christ as your personal savior. Well, I I think um, it goes back to um, my upbringing. And I had um, a couple of people around me that were always constantly pouring into me um, and uh, was thankfully able to go to church um, and came from a a low income family and always tried to find ways to um, get back to to the church. And um, I had a mother that is a woman of faith, and I'm thankful for that because that that says enough in itself. And, um, you know, my my walk was a little bit rocky uh, growing up because I had been through a lot of different things, many things that most kids shouldn't go through. And it was more than a struggle. And recognizing that I had the weight of the world on my shoulders and what I was able to do, I was able to attend this church camp in Colorado and uh, we had a service on the mountain side. And of course, you're, you're already setting the tone and it's peaceful. And it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful atmosphere. And I could just feel something moving that tug on my heart. And uh, I, I, was, I, knew what, I knew what was coming, but I didn't know how 
but I didn't have to know how because I was led. And then I, I understood, okay, just go with it because even if you try to fight it, you're not gonna win this battle, you know? So um, I remember sitting there and uh, we had uh, the food and then we had the sermon. And um, at the very end, they said, um, you know, bow your head and close your eyes. And, um, and then in unison, you know, I hear everybody singing an acapella. Mind you, it's, you know, we're on sitting on logs and on the ground. And uh, it's that song, um, all to Jesus I surrender. Come on. All to him I freely give, you know. And in the back of my mind, I'm already walking, walking down. And then I, I get down there and I start uh, to pray. And I asked, you know, Jesus, I said, you know, come into my heart. I prayed. And, uh, you know, I asked for forgiveness and I understood what it meant only in that moment, because like I said, I had been through so much as a, as a child. And, you know, after that point, I knew that, you know, I was carrying all that, but from that day forward, Jesus carried it for me. And I, I thought, you know, why didn't anybody tell me this sooner? You know, like, I was thinking I'm so free. And I was talking to a little, uh, some of my family that was, you know, walking down and the service is over. And, and from that day forward, I mean, I, I just, I knew that I was always going to be taken care of. You know, I had, I had known some scriptures. I had been, you know, acclimated with, you know, how church goes and what you do, but that was more of a routine. But now it was more of the walk and it was a changed heart. And um, that was um, early teens. And um, since then, you know, I've, I know I'm a part of the family of God, and um, this is why I'm still here. I understand um, I'm not promised tomorrow. I know what grace is. I, I know what uh, fellowship is. I know what discipleship is, and, and that's a little bit about my story. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm glad I was actually on mute because I told you, y'all, when she came on, I said at each point, right, every servant leader has a, I know it. It comes at a point, and they just say these piercing gems. I wait for them right? My pen here to my right always, and I wait for them. And she comes and blows it out in the first 10 minutes of our conversation. But I love that, right? Because I was, I forget who I was speaking with. Uh, oh, yes, I know. I know now. Um, uh, we played in CIAA together. His name escapes here. Braxton, Braxton, Braxton Byerson. And we were talking about how when you accept Christ, it's mm -hmm. a word, it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. And I, and I met you where you were when you said, I didn't have to know what to do if it was time because I was led, mm -hmm. right? And, and that an amazing feeling. Then the other portion you said that took me off my rocker, you said, you know, I had just gone through so much. Mm -hmm. I had to carry so much on my own. But what this gave me was one freedom and realizing that now I didn't have to carry this on my own anymore. Mm -hmm. Coach Lee's like, don't, you know, we ain't even um, gotten knee deep yet. And, but I think that's so amazing because where I met you right there and to those that are listening, I think we all come to that place where we walk with people who maybe hasn't accepted Christ and they feel, I was talking to someone yesterday, just about this very thing. We make accepting Christ. We make walking into this Christian life, something sometimes that seems so big, right? Uh -huh. Christ laid it out, the blueprint, black and white, but the gray comes from us right. and they see in the outside picture. So I Christ. love how you took me back. You took me back to <laughs> July 7th, 1997, okay? Because I remember that. I remember walking in church and growing up in a church and seeing the way people praise and seeing the, the way people accepted and doing all these things. And, I, and, and it was massive to me. It was like, well, how do I get to that place? 
How do I do that? Do I have to do that? And in that moment of that summer, it, you're right. You're led. I didn't even realize I had gotten up, as old people say, off the morning bench in the Baptist faith, faith. I didn't realize that, but I was led. And it is a freeing feeling. It is a, mm-hmm. like you said, that I don't have to carry those things on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. I that I can run to and know my friends. It does not mean that the troubles of the world are over. What it just means is that I've turned my troubles over to somebody that invites me to cast my cares on him. Yes, yes. Come on, <laughs> Once you get me started, I told you y'all do this. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you mentioned something which I, I, I love because it is the same for me, your mom being <laughs> a woman of faith and how that was impactful for you and passed down. My mom was the same way. Um, just watching her, it wasn't something that she had to instill in me. It just came in her walk. Yeah. It, it just was a part of the same rearing as be kind. It was a part of the same ring as this is how you bathe. This is how you dress. This is how you go to school. Her walk was what I watched and I paid attention to and how impactful that was. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about Proverbs 31 women, that part that says your children, her children will rise up and call her blessed. Mm-hmm. And the verse that just kind of resound when you mention your mom. And when I see my mom, I want to shift the gears a little bit with okay. you now walking into womanhood, right? Christian women, accepting Christ, loving Christ. He's the center and the forefront of what we do, but we are in the coaching world. Can you mm-hmm. tell me a bit about how within your professional life, within you being a head coach and, and rearing and teaching young ladies and guiding young ladies, how you allow your faith to steer you and making the right decisions on their behalf? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think um, it goes back to before we put our feet on the floor, uh, what our foundation is. And it's we don't have to force the direction. It's already laid out before us. And I, I believe the, um, as I've gotten older and as I've interacted with thousands and thousands of people throughout my career, I've learned that um, we've, that the power of influence is crucial. And if we are going to be what we say we are, We've, we've got to uphold our end of the deal and we've got to uh, really show uh, it, it's much deeper than the walk. It's the follow through. And um, what I try to do is, and I'll take it back to my mom. Um, that, that was my ultimate coach. A lot of people ask me if she coached basketball. No, that was my coach. She coached me up every day. I mirrored her behavior and uh, walk like her, talk like her, dress like her, handle adversity like her, watch her sacrifice, you know, things of that nature. And I, and I knew what that meant. And uh, had I not been through a lot of those struggles, I probably wouldn't have made that much of an impact on the life that, you know, uh, throughout the career. But I think um, what I try to focus on, you know, when I'm trying to, to teach people is uh, to serve ones, you know, to serve others before oneself. And I believe that, that serving comes in different dimensions. Okay. Um, you know, you've got the embracing side where you're listening. You've got the planting the seed side where you're understanding like the whole person you've got the nurturing side where you're growing and then you've got the protecting side where you're actually guiding and following through and I think these are multiple components that are really pivotal in in coaching well really really anything you do in life again that goes back to just how you want to influence and how do you want to live your life everybody has a choice you wake up in the morning what do you want to do well again I know I'm not promised tomorrow so I'm going out and I'm going out with a bang. I'm, I'm going to make sure that if my eyes close, 
then I've done my job. And a lot of that comes through, like I said, growth, and it didn't happen overnight. But, uh, you know, this is part of the servant leadership. And um, I, I believe that a lot of young people are not embraced as a whole. And I don't think you can really, you know, um, impact someone to a greater degree before they're able to trust you, before they're able to lean on you in their time of need. And that is what the, the opens the gates to that and for the power of impact. And um, I, and I believe too that, um, you know, I, I had the wrong idea of what servant leadership was growing up because most, you know, servants aren't considered leaders and most leaders don't serve. And that's what a lot of people are, you know, I'm a leader, you do what you're told, or I'm a servant, so I'm below you. That's, it's never been inferior. So then now you have the two words together and then now you've got to go and you've got to impact. And so I've been everything, you know, from a grad assistant all the way up to uh, an a, associate to a head coach. And I have been in and out of different roles and responsibilities, but at the end of the day, it's all the same. Uh, we, we treat everybody with respect, but we've got to embrace the person as a whole. And I think that's powerful with young women because um, I'm, I'm of uh, Mexica descent. I'm a woman of color. Uh, there aren't, aren't many of us out there in this business. And I understand um, what that could mean when I'm coaching you know, uh, women of color or women that have been through the same adversity as myself. And if I'm going to embrace them, it's deeper than basketball. It always has been. But then I, I think all that takes care of itself. And this is why I try to stay connected to the people, you know, that actually poured into me when I was growing up. And then I'm trying to mirror what they did for me and pass it along to my young women. I just can't with you because I'm already done with one page. I'm trying to quietly turn and flip the page so that it's showing sound up on the pot. <laughs> But I'm, I'm dropping these gems and I know it's genuine. And I think that's the best portion because along with your answer, you are truly teaching, right? And I, I'm envisioning being one of your players right now you know, mm -hmm. and watching how you are taking what was instilled in you mm -hmm. and passing that over to not just care about the athlete, but, but the young lady. And I can see that, right? I don't have to watch, have watched you coach on the sidelines a single day or sitting in your practice, hearing your model hearing how you live your life, that's huge for me because we do, right? We do, like you said, it's either one or the other. We have failed to realize how to bring that servant leadership piece together, hence the platform, right? And mm -hmm. so, you know, I never understood why Christ was like, yo, hello, tap, tap. You hear me talking to you mm -hmm. for me, you know? And I'm like, you don't, you don't want me like that. Yes, I do, because this is the time. This is, and it, and it came in a moment when the pandemic was literally just there, it opened up, it was fresh, it was new for everybody. And much like what you just said, no matter the race, the gender, where you work, at what level, we all in the same spot. Mm -hmm. Be in this place where to learn more about servant leadership, I think you said it best. You laid this thing out that it is a portion, but more than anything, we have to learn to serve others before we serve ourselves. Mm -hmm. you be true that in this athletic business on all fronts, a lot of the times it's self-seeking. A mm -hmm. lot of times we try to climb the ladder so fast that we forget one, as people say, being where our feet are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I talked with the servant leader, uh, Jennifer uh, Williams, a couple of uh, weeks back, and she said that our assignments have seasons. But a mm -hmm. lot of times when we're on assignment in our season, we're so busy trying to get to the next that we don't even fulfill where God has us right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I thought that was huge. And in hearing you talking, you too, and had this conversation 
conversation together, but that's a, a trend and a mark of a servant leader that, listen, I know while I'm here, I'm on an assignment and I have a duty to do these things, to embrace, to plant, to nurture, and to protect. And as long as I can do that, it's not about me. It's about right. better. Right. That's huge. Yes. Yes. You mentioned a lot about the people that poured into you, mm-hmm. right? And we hear that a lot within talking to servant leaders. Some people call their board of directions, mm-hmm. call them, you know, their accountability partner. I always like to say who occupies the seats at your table, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we've all been there. I mention this often. We've been invited to potlucks and cookouts and there's those people that come and they don't bring anything. Yes. I've been there. And it's uh-huh. like, you're just going to come eat, take, then take it to go play. Yeah. Okay. And ask to be served a plate. Yes. (laughs) Come come on. Yeah. Not serving. (laughs) Come on now. No, it's not happening. Okay. But in our lives, that happens the same way. Mm -hmm. I a couple of months back saw this meme, and I keep mentioning it because it's so impact. It was so impactful to me and so powerful. It says, "Who are the pallbearers in your life?" Mm -hmm. Thing took me out right because those terms aren't are only truly used when you go to the funeral, but when you Pay attention to these active pallbearers. I'm not talking about the honorary ones, but the active pallbearers, they're the ones on the side lifting up your dead weight, or pulling you along, carrying you forth to where you need to be. And so I think that in terms of our lives, right? And so you mentioned these people that have poured into you. Can you tell us, it doesn't have to be one, two, your choice, but give us some of those names of the people that are your pallbearers or that sit at the seats of your table that's bringing things and not trying to get served a plate, but they're serving yours. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd have to go first would be my um, Awalita. She's my, my grandma. Um, this woman is, oh my goodness, I can't even tell you how impactful she's been on um, the lives of others. And she has um, really sacrificed to, to keep the family going together. And, um, you know, she's older in age, but um, her sacrifices allowed us to have opportunities that we, we never would have dreamed of. And it's part of the culture. And um, she would always pray. And to this day, you know, I'll I'll go see her, you know, in the nursing home now, and um, she will pray, she'll bless me, but she'll always say thank you. And I'm like, no, thank you. And, And she's, got that uh, spiritual way. And anybody that ever came over to my grandma's house, you know, relatives, friends of family, whatever, they always said, I feel something. I feel something. And I said, okay, well, keep coming over because she's always going to feed you. She's always going to take care of you. And she's always going to pray for you and bless you before you leave the door. And she used to walk in her driveway and whatever direction you lived in is the direction she would walk in and pray. And I, I just think that was so powerful. And sometimes we'd pull up and she knew we were coming and she would just be you know, praying. And she's like, and look at the next person, my siblings and say, you're next. And they say, yes, grandma, I need that. Yes. <laughs> you know, but it, it was really, um, you know, from her, I learned a lot of different things about the walk and the, uh, when the adversity hit and when we're going through struggles with the family, she would always have that Bible right there. And that really just kept a lot of people going. And I, I'd never understood that until, a, you know, later age. Um, probably another one would have to be, um, Miss Carla Nault. This this woman I, I met later in my career, but this woman is a woman of faith. Um, sometimes I can feel her praying for me and I'll message her and she's like, I know. And, and I'm like, okay, you know, you don't question that. You just go with it. But um, she's uh, 
really been impactful in a sense of she sees more of my internal struggles but she doesn't have to know. She, she can just look at me. And I'm like, kind of like my mom, like it's kind of crazy. But um, anyway, that, that would definitely be another one. Um, I'd have to say um, Stan Newman. Stan Newman was one of my first coaches that uh, took a chance on me. And uh, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal man. And he has coached many players, uh, many pros, sent a lot of kids to college, but he's always sent the message of Christ. Um, I'm going to have to say, lastly, probably, um, uh, Royce Blackshear. Um, he's also another one of my coaches and, um, he did the same and, uh, he would always encourage me. And a lot of these coaches, and I'm going to go with one more, I'm going to say Danny Wren, because that was my high school coach. And we won a couple of state championships under him and a state runner up. But, um, I, I would say that, um, the male figure in my life that I didn't have, I was able to take something from them. And I would have to say, you know, other than my siblings and close to people, those would be my pallbearers because of, throughout my entire life, not just when I was a kid, but these people have poured into me and um, it's always, Hey, how are you doing? What do you need? They don't care about my win loss record. They don't care about, no, how are you doing? You know, what do you need? How can I help you? How's your family? You know, things of that nature. And that's what I try to do. You know, um, when I try to, you know, coach my kids or teach my kids something it's, it's, I'm trying to be that for them because they were that for me. That's huge. You know, and, and a lot of times hearing you talk prior to coming on and even now in this conversation, there is a lot of things uh, that you're explaining, a lot of people in your life, a lot of beliefs, a lot of actions that mirror, right? And so my grandmother, she's now uh, gone to glory, but just some of the same, right? You knew, one, she was going to call you every morning. I don't care if it's Saturday or if it was a Sunday morning <laughs> school. She's going to call you old dark 30 right she can call you before the chickens come up because you should be up you know the day has started stop sleeping and holding on to that bed right <laughs> but before she would get off the phone she would always say you pray for me and I'll pray for you mm-hmm. right she would always make sure that every single person like you said I don't care if it was just your friend and they stopped by I don't care she didn't have to know you she was going to make you she's gonna keep you fed like you said She's gonna make sure you fit, you know, felt like you were home, but you were gonna be covered before you left. If she met you, you you went on her prayer list. She, she just knows she got you. And even when I moved to North Carolina to go to school, same thing held true. She came up there and that became her grandbabies. That's just how she was. But more than anything, she said about your grandmother and Miss Carla, both of them both, they have that spirit of discernment. They're so tuned, right? They're so in tune agreement with you. I was listening to Joyce Meyer this morning. She talked about how misconstrued that uh, when two or three are gathered, scripture, um, and we agree, there he'll he'll be in the midst. And he will, but the thing about agreement is that connection, that relationship. And I love that because that's how you're able to call and feel she's praying for you because you're connected in that. You know, I love how more than anything as coaches, we talked about this when we got on, you were like, you know, I would never really get time to see my family, how you make a point, mm-hmm. a point to actually pour back into your family, feed back into your family, even the midst of your schedule. And I think that's amazing. I think there's an attribute of a Proverbs 31 woman that we can't refute. We can't, mm-hmm. because when those little faces see their auntie, it's going to be eternal. I know that. I know that for a fact. <laughs> yes, yes. But in that, you know, there's a lot of scriptures. You know, I laugh because this morning I got soaking wet. It was storming down here, um, headed to work. And I laugh because I always say this in the truth. I'm never caught without an umbrella. 
this morning today because the wind just kind of knocked it out of the way. But so often my grandmother used to tell me, baby and my grandma, you got to keep a scripture in your heart. You have to make sure that when the storms of life come, they don't give you notice. Mm-hmm. Storms and trials, they don't tell you, hey, look, Coach Lee's, open up your calendar, tell me what date is good. Okay, mm-hmm. it's going to come. And in those moments, that's not the time that we have to go grabbing and pulling in desperation. Those are the times we should be able to lean on the very things or take cover under the shelter of that word. Is there any type of scripture, quote, song, anything that gets you back to balance when those days get long, when things happen that you didn't see coming, when some things pushed you kind of outside of your element, you're like, I'm trying to hold on because that's not me, but they're trying to take me there. <laughs> What's mm-hmm. things that kind of get you back to balance when you uh, when you need that refuge? Well, when when that when those things happen and they happen all the time, I, I feel um I stop, I literally stop dead in my tracks and I ask myself, you know, what is obviously what is needed and necessary is just a moment and uh, a prayer and, um, or sometimes it's a song. And um, I always think about if it's something that's really, really up against me, I really go back to, um, you know, the Philippians 4.13. Um, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And uh, that's been embedded in my brain since I was a kid, because I've been up against so much. And, um, it's like, you know, I get knocked down, still get knocked down, but it doesn't take me long to get back up. And it's, I don't feel defeat. Like a lot of people, I don't feel defeat. Like I used to, when I was a kid, it's almost not even a word that's in my vocabulary because I know I'm always going to be taken care of and my steps are ordered. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of stepping out. It's stepping out on the faith. And literally, when I look down at the ground, I say, okay, this is what you're going to do before you take your next two steps. You are going to pray and you are going to um, sing. And I think, um, you know, I'm old school. I like um, a lot of the old songs. And there's a a song. It's a lot of people sing it, you know, gospel, acapella. It's uh, He Leadeth Me. It's where I go, where I be. Yeah. um, Still tis God's hand that leadeth me. And it's, it's so true. And it's like, I don't know what's going to happen in the next day, time, month. I don't know how the situation is going to pan out. I don't have really any answers, but I don't have to have the answers. Just get me to the next point. And um, I think um, How Great Thou Art is another one. Because when, when I hear that song, and my siblings and I have sang that multiple times, it's a, and, and it's usually a cappella, but it's more than... Um, the music it's it's something it's the message that's behind it and I feel that if I can turn that on and just listen and understand and then move forward I'm that much better one hour later and um, I'm always thinking too that um, and this goes back to leadership I'm always trying to I have that forward thinking mindset and I'm always trying to press forward and I you know I press toward the mark for the prize and I Instead of I, I believe it's we, you know, I believe that I'm always around people and always have people in our corner and we're always have that same goal and vision. But if we're pressing toward it, I know I'm not the only one going through it, but this is where we rely on, you know, like you said, your, your pallbearers and those people, your spiritual counselor or however you refer to it. But um, there've been multiple times that I have been at a dead stop in my career or my personal life or as a woman, and I don't have any of the answers, but I know what the faith part means and how to get through it. And um, I'm thankful for those people. And I'm thankful for servant leadership and what it taught me 
because now it's, it's like, uh, my battles are definitely not any easier. Actually, sometimes they are more difficult, but it's like this, I, I can trust and I can go forward. And I know, um, that God is never going to leave me because he hasn't, and he won't. And that is one promise that no matter what I've gone through and this, you know, it's, it's, it's a real, it's a testament, right? It's a testimony, but it's, um, everyone looks at you and sees what they want to see, but they don't know the journey. And so it's, Sometimes my story is for some people and sometimes it's not. But when a young person is ready to hear it, I'm able to meet them on that level. And I, I and in turn, I, I thought about this. What would I, what would I have benefited from as a young woman? What did I not have? And this is what I always try to be. And again, I do fall short. And, you know, being that Proverbs 31 woman, sometimes it's overwhelming because you're like, I fall short or I'm not this or I'm not this. No, 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 no. Sometimes we have to take a step back and say, what are we? But help me get to where I'm supposed to be so I can meet these people at this level. And that is also a part, you know, accepting that part of the, where I fail, you know, I am a human and I do sin, you know, and I think that's a lot of things that uh, it's a misconception of, of Christian women, because we are held to on a pedestal and that's okay. And nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, you're not going to get, you know, cotton candy and roses for me all the time. And it's, it's because I am still learning and it's because I am, you know, a servant leader, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I got all the answers. I'm all knowing. Absolutely not. It's quite the opposite, but I feel like, you know, when it comes to these verses and these songs, I am now in tune. It's, it's the radio. I'm always tuning down all the distractions and people and negativity, toxicity, and I'm going to tune up Christ because I know what Christ has for me. And I know what the message is, but like I said, he's never failed me. So if I tune into that station, I can't go wrong. Now, let me tell you something. Okay. You, there's a moment in all of these, and I keep telling folks, y'all better be glad this is virtual because see, there would have been things thrown at you right now. Okay. Pins, shoe, whatever, because you're hidden in such a way, right? Like, and, and the thing is the authenticity of it, because every step that you were talking about, we all are there, right? right. As women, there is a totally different expectation. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to use. There's a totally different expectation that's there when we're going through, doesn't matter, expectation. Mm-hmm. There's a hard day and we're in the midst of the deepest storm, doesn't matter, expectation, mm-hmm. right? And so you're right. We are put up on these pedestals, right? And like you said, it's okay. It happens. But the fact of the matter is what, what threw me, right? Because you said it with so much just power and trust and confidence. You said, regardless of what I go through, I stand on this and I'm good because he's not going to leave me. He Mm -mm. never has. No. Confidence in that though, Coach Lees, is what gets me, right? Because there are moments, and that's where I'm standing right now. There are moments where this, this morning, this happened, this morning, it was raining so bad and the wind hit that every time I tried to open the door, it would knock me back. No matter what way I tried to deviate out, I went inside because I had my little one. I went inside the other side of the door and I'm thinking I'm smart. My science skills trying to come in. I'm like, if I come this way, I'll go against the grain. I'll go against the wind. Maybe it'll, no, knock me the other way. And sometimes in this Christian walk, in this Christian journey, that's what it feels like. It feels like what I do. All right, I'm reading this word. I'm standing on this word, right? boom, I'm knocked the other way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me coming this way. Let me reroute and go that way. Boom. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. I'm not this way. 
-hmm. And in the midst of that, one of the main questions that people in the faith and those that inquire haven't truly accepted Christ trying to learn what they say is that, why does it seem that even though I've given my life to Christ, these hard times still come? Mm-hmm. Confidence in what you just said is that. I tell people, I said, Chelsea, it seems as if nothing ever bothers you. Mm-hmm. That's not true. <laughs> not true. No, I hear that all the time. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Right. But I go back to what you said at the very beginning where you said this, you said all these things I used to carry and now I don't carry me anymore. And mm-hmm. I, that very thing, the confidence in knowing that he's never left me and he never will comes from those storms. Mm-hmm. Those are the things, that's what storms do. And I'm sorry, I'm a tangent here real quick. I have it's to okay. say this and I have to say the, the, the very storms that we find ourselves in are how we are shown that confidence that you just gave. How mm-hmm. do I it's not going to leave me if I didn't go through, I didn't him I didn't see him and just when I was about to give up he came through right right well I think that goes back to the uh concept of things happen and we always say why like mm-hmm. the you know the door that wouldn't open why why sometimes that is more now I'm older that's that's a divine interruption that's mm-hmm. that's something sometimes mm-hmm. you're being protected from something else or someone mm-hmm. else and so so and I can relate that to you know being a brown woman, there, there are challenges that I face that no one else has to face. I understand that. But at the end of the day, like you said, you have to perform, you have to do, be perfect. You have to do all these things. And so I used to ask why, and I no longer do that. I'm thinking now, okay, evaluate, self-evaluate, boom, press forward, press forward. You know, I'm being protected, but it's, it's, it's a divine interruption. It's nothing other than that because I have always been fed. I have always been fueled. So, and I'll use this example. One of my nephews came up to me one time and he was really hungry, but he had just ate, you know, those kids, just (laughs) garbage disposals. And he's, you know, in that whiny voice. And he just literally like less than three minutes ago, he was hungry. And I I looked at him and I said, "Um, you act like you've never been fed. And then I stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, that was me. I act like I've never been fed. I acted like that. And I wasn't I didn't, I didn't lose all sight of my purpose, but I acted like I had never been fed. And so I said, nope, I'm not going to. And I told my nephew, I said, I'm sorry. And I knelt down, you know, you want to meet them at our level. And I said, mijo, let's go get some ice cream because this, this, that was wrong of me to say that, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure you're fed, but we are always taken care of. And that was like a, it would, that was also divine to me too, because sometimes we get in the way of ourselves and uh, you know, it could be our career. It could be relationships. It could be a number of things. But sometimes we have got to stop saying, okay, I know this or what? No, just stop. Just press forward. What's next? Just rely, step out on faith, press forward, move forward and make sure the people are coming with you. And, and I think as I grow, as I get older, I just, I don't question a lot of that. And I do, I struggle. I struggle all the time every day, but I, I'm thankful for the, the spiritual walk because no one can take that from me. You can critique me on wins and losses. You can critique me on this. You can do all this, but the only person that can critique me on my walk is Jesus Christ. And no one can take that from me. And I feel that uh, that's a powerful message that has always been in me. And like I said, some people know it, some people see it, some people don't. But at the end of the day, um, I answer to one person. And I feel that um, I know I'm speaking to somebody out there because like I said, we live it and we don't always get to express this, but I told you I'm 
I'm very authentic, I'm very real and I'm very transparent, but I feel like I have to be because again, this is a message and maybe something, somebody can take this uh, message and use it or someone can call me and say, hey, I see you, I hear you. How can I help you? You know, and like I said, this is a like-minded vision and this is why I'm so connected to a lot of people. Uh, again, not promised tomorrow, I'm going out today with a bang and I can say that wholeheartedly. I'm, I'm not here to be remembered for wins and losses and uh, what she did and uh, how much her jersey's retired. I'm not worried about any of that. If I did that, then I did nothing in my life. I'm not concerned about that. It's the power of impact. And I keep telling my young people this and um, the ones that get it, I, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. And the ones that don't, I know one day they will, but at the end of the day, it's love. It's uh, tough love. It's um, letting them know, young lady, you are about to be up against the whole world and it's always gonna be against you, but what are you gonna do about it? Let me show you the steps. And um, it's, it's a message, it's a powerful message in itself, but it goes back to the servant leadership. I am no better mm -hmm. than anyone out there. I am, I am, uh, I am a definitely a servant leader. I have always uh, been that, but it's uh, one of those things that servant leadership is a tool. It must be sharpened. And that, that was the most humbling thing for me to understand that because I thought, oh, if I give this and I give this, that makes me a servant leader. Absolutely not. No, no. And then you get older and then you're hit with a lot of different adversity and challenges. And then you understand really what servant leadership means. And um, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm going on here, but I want, mm -mm. I want the listeners, I want the listeners to know that um, this is why um, we stay in tune and you turn the station up, you turn it up and you let everything go. You let all that uh, superficial image materialism, you let it go. Even for five minutes that you got to let it go. And you got to understand that, that we have a greater purpose here. And if you don't lose sight of that, you'll always be taken care of. And the moment you lose sight of that, you may have some more hiccups and bumps and bruises, but we probably in ourselves, we probably put that those barriers there ourselves. And then guess who's going to be there to get us out. And that's, that's, that's one of the things about faith that a lot of people don't understand. And I tell my kids, you know, what is faith if it isn't tested? No, what is growth if it, if it isn't tested? And, and they're always like, well, how do I grow? How do I learn? But that's how you know I'm getting through to somebody because I'll have somebody knock on my door instead of saying, hey, can we watch this film? Coach Lees, I want to learn this. I want to grow. I want to grow in this area. My communications, my communication skills. Coach Lees, I want to run a business one day. Coach Lees, I want to win an interview. I'm coming up for some jobs. Let me, okay, let me talk to you then. But I'm always, and, and this is another thing that's misconstrued. I'm very passionate about what I do. I'm very intense. I'm very, every day I'm coaching. I'm, I'm, I'm the livest person in the gym. And a lot of people think, oh, she's emotional. You know, uh-uh. No, it, there's a purpose behind it. I'm trying mm -hmm. to get through to young people who have never been motivated and no one's Come ever on. been in their corner. So how am I supposed to sue, you know, do that? And I feel like a lot of young people are more receptive to me because they say, okay, she's been through it. She knows and she can, but wait, look at what she's done with all these other people. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I wake up, put a smile on my face and I go to work. And I tell, I tell myself, you may only have a day left. Well, let's live that day and let's live it right. Let's go to bed with our integrity intact and let's build this foundation together. Um, and I, and I, like I said, you know, when people climb, they climb by themselves. No, I'm climbing together. I want everybody at the top. I want everybody to understand who Christ is and what the message is here. Coach, come on now. Come on. It's, it, it, you are, what I want to attack that layer first. You are everything that is needed to be, right? And I say that because what I'm doing is I'm envisioning the people that you're leading, right? I'm envisioning the coaches that I've had. I'm envisioning being 
knocking in your gym, in your practice, knocking on your door, right? And those are things. I laugh because it was a, a meme and a video used um, to show people utilizing Netflix accounts, but the possum and the possum carrying its babies and all these possums just on top, the babies on top. And that's what she just takes from me, right? That, that at the end of the day, I'm not trying to climb and move forward by myself. I'm trying to bring people up with me. You targeted this in, and it's funny because you just, you answer the question that normally comes later, and I'll ask it again, but this definition is the one I'm taking. You said servant leadership is a tool. It must be sharpened. Mm-hmm. Is that something that we can just put on our tagline and stop working? I can't put that on my resume or my bio, or that's even what I am, or back behind me and just be idle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as I'm sitting here and I'm watching you, at the end of the day, that analogy was huge, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about your nephew. Because so often, not just in, it leads me to my next question, not just in the word, you know, I was listening, I forget his name and I love to try to give credit, but just sometimes when I'm flipping along and I see things, I pause and I look at it and I take it for what it is, but I don't know who said it. He basically was saying, it's so funny, we live in this popcorn culture. You know, everything we do is just, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it quick. It's what's hot right now, done, boom, let's go. He said, but oftentimes we miss the word, right? He said, sometimes, you know, one thing, we'll get on the Bible app, we'll read it and boom, I read my word for day, I'm out, right? He said, but I do know this though, prayer is a conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's like, we hop on this call, Coach Lees, and I'm like, hey, you know, welcome to Servant Leader. We're going to do this, we do this, we do this, we do this. And then I get up and I walk away. You're going to be like, what? What is wrong with her? She just mm-hmm. told me everything she wanted me to know, but she didn't wait to give me the answer. So often we miss being fed. Mm-hmm. We'll pray. Lord, this, 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 and I thank you, and I need you to do this, and oh, I need you to do this, and please, 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 please don't do that, and please come X, Y, Z. What do you want me to do? And I can't three times. I'm asking you again, what do you want me to do? Amen. I'm out. I get up off my knees. I get up off where my prayer claws. I'm, I'm out. Mm-hmm. It took me a, a while when this minister told me, he said, prayer is a conversation. You do realize that, right? So mm-hmm. what, amen, what do you do? So what you mean? Amen, and I say amen. That's he was like, well, prayer's a conversation. So you spoke, but did you listen? Mm. Yeah. Yep. And that I went back to that when you talked about your nephew and talking about being fed. Mm-hmm. So often we miss being fed because at the end of the day, I remember being an athlete, you're an athlete, sometimes we get too tired, we fall asleep in the room. Food was on the table. We didn't get up there mm-hmm. and get it. So, so often we miss exactly what, we're, what is necessary to be fed because we're not doing our part. And so I put all of that in summing up what you said, factor in servant leadership is a tool that has to be sharpened. We have to delve into that word consistently. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop. It's not an end goal in mind. And I made it to the end. I made it to the last level and I'm done. It's continuous. But mm-hmm. so often in our lives, especially in this coaching, the time <laughs> escapes us. We can work on being physically fit. We can work on being physically fit a lot of times. But how do you stay and make sure you stay spiritually fit, keeping the word a priority and your devotion time a priority with everything? Well, I think um, it starts with a discipline and discipline comes in waves for me. And um, I, I feel 
sometimes I get too caught up in um, what's going on or what needs to be done or who I need to serve as opposed to serving Christ. As crazy as that sounds, we are human beings. We are always on the go. Like you said, pop, pop this, pop that. I mean, and it's the truth. And we're always hit with something. And sometimes truth is, you know, when it, there's not much discipline, I'm knocked on my feet. And it's like, okay, what are we really doing here? What is, what's going on? But I think um, five to five, 10 minutes a day, making sure I'm, I'm in check and I'm in tune, tuning into the right station. And then, uh, you know, like you said, reading a verse and then saying, amen, well, actually applying it and listening. And so I'm, I'm going to go to, um, I'm going to go to a vulnerable state and share something with you. Um, I'm, I'm going through a lot right now. And I thought, um, uh, last week I was going to message you and say, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. I prayed and then I listened. And then I said, there's a reason that she has me coming on on the 31st day. There's a reason that I stopped, was stopped in my traction, had to listen. Um, there's a reason that this is a platform. And so I said, okay, what do you do? Well, you pray, you listen and you press forward. And, and I did, and I read it, I read it again and I, I was reading up on it and I was taking some notes and, you know, it's something I've studied before, you know, Proverbs 31. And I just thought, you know, as I go along in my career, I understood what it meant to be disciplined, but when I'm thrown a million different things and dealing with so many people, it's, it's overwhelming at times and, mm-hmm. um, not putting Christ first, obviously is, is not the thing to do. It's actually the discipline. And so if I continue to order my steps, then my faith is where it's supposed to be. And I feel, um, that is where I fall short. And I feel like, um, you know, as a, as a Christian, um, I, I am, whew, as I said before, I've been through it and keep going through it, but this is where the faith comes in. And this is where, you know, the servant leadership comes in. I feel um, so, so much better when after I pray and after I say, okay, what it is, what am I supposed to do? You know, I don't have these answers. And then that's that gut feeling of a little bit of worry, but tomorrow has its own worries. And then those are taken away. And then it's like, I haven't even eaten today. So let's go ahead and let's go eat. It's like, everything is done for me. And then I realized, okay, let Jesus carry it just like he did for me on that mountain. When I accepted Christ, I, it's something that doesn't have to be carried. Stop trying to force it. Let it be that divine interruption. We were talking, just let him carry it. Stop worrying about it. And I, I think that goes just back to the, to the discipline. And, um, you know, sometimes in my office, I'll get to a point where I just have to put the phone off, you know, do not disturb. And I'll just put some music on and I have to be in tune because I do believe this. There are a lot of things out there that are going to attack Christians. There are a lot of things that get in the way of Christians and their message and, and what they're supposed to be doing. But we, as, you know, as coaches are around so many things on the daily. We don't even know sometimes that something is trying to intervene and come in. And so it's, it's that discipline. It's that walk. It's that faith that says, take a moment and make sure you're prepared. And sometimes it's putting the armor on in the front and behind. And sometimes it's, it's, sometimes it's um, understanding, Hey, take, take a few minutes, step outside and call, call Miss Carla. Hey, Ms. Carla, how you doing? Just checking in. Sometimes it's that intuition. It could be a lot of different things, but this goes back to the discipline. And this is about sharpening that tool. And and, and, uh, it makes sense now, because if you would have asked me this 10 years ago, probably wouldn't have said much of this. I would have had a little bit to say, but not too much. But I think that's the growing testimony. Our testimony never ends. 
and I and I feel um, you know where 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 we are where we're supposed to be. And everybody says that saying you said earlier, you know, be where your feet are planted. But are you really? Are you really planted? And and I think as a coach, um, one thing I learned, I did climb that ladder and then dealt with some things. But I, I'm not climbing anymore. Wherever I am is where I am. And I mm -hmm. thought about um, you know if if I die tonight, you know can I say I've, you know, left behind something? And I was like, yeah, the influence and legacy, but, you know, in the book of John, it talks about, um, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also wait, what, where I am there, you may be also. So it's like, this is, this is just a temporary home. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm, I'm showing my discipline and I'm having a hard time and I'm still getting through it and I'm talking to God and I have that relationship that's the most powerful thing to me. It's like nothing can hit me. Nothing can, I'm, I feel like sometimes I am a target and that's okay. Cause we as Christians are highly scrutinized, but I feel like nothing, it doesn't matter what you try. What's for me is for me. What's for us is for us. And I think, I think uh, rooted in the word is, you know, we go back to what I talked about at the very beginning of this is he's never going to leave us. That's a promise. And um, that's what keeps me going. And truth is I'm, I'm so happy. I'm a late, I'm, excited that I, I'm here because I knew I was going to do it after that prayer. But before the prayer, I was like, I'm going to have to call her and tell her because it's too much. But, mm -hmm. but being a Proverbs 31 woman is, is about strength and dignity. Come on. You see, someone tried to get in my mind and, and, and let me think lesser. And I was like, no, it's not working. You're, you're, you gotta, you're bounce right off of me. I'm not even worried about that, you know? And, uh, it, it's, it's ups and downs, highs and lows and valleys and, and tribulations and everything in, in between. But at the end of the day, I know who my savior is. And, and it's like the most powerful thing. It's like, um, what's your biggest flex? Well, that is my biggest flex. And, you know, oh, you've got to speak, you've got to speak the language of some of these, you know, generations. Well, I trust me, I know that language. I speak languages, other languages, <laughs> but that's the language that, uh, people forget that you speak. And so if you're a child of God, you know, you're going to be protected. But uh, anyway, back to the discipline thing. I, um, I keep a couple of things on my desk. One of the books, uh, I've got some things on leadership. One of them is the Jesus Calling book. Um, I've got a couple of Bibles and then I've got a scripture. But why? Because I'm constantly hit with things on the daily. And all I got to do is turn here, boom, there, turn here, boom, there it is. And, and it's a constant reminder of you are a child of God. You're going to be okay. Know your purpose and know your role. Be where your feet are planted. Just can't with you. I, I just, I just can't with you. And 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 I, I guess for me, it is. I'll call it Christian analytics. Okay, but I'll call it that. And what I mean by that is this: I love being in the dialogue, mm -hmm. but the best part where I see God's hand at work is a week or two down the line when those analytics come out, right? Which is well. So I know how it goes where. You know, we put the work in, put the work in, but when is truly um, how we assess our work, right? In the stats, in the game, in the film, mm -hmm. look and say, okay, how did we manage this? This was the plan. How did this pan out? And the best part of that is what you said, that so often the listeners are enduring the same things, uh, aligned things, or having some of the similar pains and feelings as the, the spirit. And so often, uh, Christine Kane and Joyce Meyer says this, she says, you know, please understand that oftentimes when Christ uses you, it's going to be inconvenient. Yeah. 
-hmm. Because in that inconvenience, that is where that person that needs to meet you where you are, uh, servant leader Portia Ho, her episode came out tonight, and that's what she's talking about, meet people where they are. Sometimes where we are in our titles, right? And we can be humble as you are, but our titles sometimes make us unapproachable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we meet people where we are by showing that transparency that you just did, that is that aha moment. If you've seen a preacher's wife, they always use this where at the end, Denzel's character, the angel, it's like that music goes off like, yes, he got it. It's the aha moment where that listener's like, wait a minute, you mean tell me Coach Leeds? Hey, wait, she 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 goes through, right? You mean to tell me it was it was amazing, uh, Coach Joni Taylor. Uh, shout out to her and her new transition. But when she came on last year after playing in the SEC championship and they fell to South Carolina, everybody was on there. We like fangirl. We're listening. We up there, and she's like, "Y'all, um, first of all, need you to understand this. <laughs> this is not me. That's a God thing." She's like, "What I'm saying, truthfully, similar kind of what you just said. That I thought about it. It was a lot going on." Did I, I, I needed to call you and cancel, but there was something in me, Christ told me this was God led, you need to be here. Mm-hmm. What you just did, my friend, I can already see or hear that person that is sitting. I can visualize that person that is sitting and saying, oh my God, me too. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've stood there. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to go and, and give that speech. I don't want to go. I don't want to keep walking, but you know what? She said it best. Christ is going to use me when it's inconvenient. He's going to push me. But more than anything, as we as women, especially us black and brown women, a lot of times we're going to have to persevere, right? I remind you of uh, the Honorable uh, Jackson, uh, Katanji Jackson, after going through all of that she's been going through, she said, persevere. That person walked past her and said, persevere. And I remind that because as you just pointed out, Proverbs 31 women, we have to have strength and dignity, no Mm -hmm. no matter what's going on. We use, he's placed us in these positions for a reason. So I'm so thankful that you allowed yourself to still be used even when it wasn't convenient for you, even when it didn't feel good, because there are people I know for a fact right now that you just allowed to have a breakthrough. Well, um, that's, that's amazing because I've, I've listened to these before and I, I'm, I'm the same. You know, we take we take what we take from it, but it's it's just like reading scripture. You take it, but are you going to apply it? Are you actually going to live it? So, I'm I'm, I'm happy, and I and I know uh, that it was it was uh, what was for me, and that's why I'm here. And I again, I didn't question any of it, you know. And sometimes uh, when I come on, you know, uh, you know, and I talk to people, it's sometimes we don't have the words. Well, this is one day where I didn't have to worry about that. It's it's mm-hmm. he says, speak from the heart, um, and and be transparent and be authentic because someone out there is actually going through what you're going through. And someone out there is probably going to help you through what you're currently going through. So yeah. reciprocation. Yep. That's it. I spoke to a uh, servant leader, Rachel Marbo about the same thing. I used to be like, I don't want people in my business. Uh-uh, I'm not sharing that. We're not doing it. But mm-hmm. it's that it's not the glory moments. It's not, you know, it's March madness is winding up and we've seen a lot of cutting of the nets. Right. But we mm-hmm. don't see the weight room. They don't show that, right? Mm-hmm. Times when they're doing the whole picture, but they don't show them in the weight room. They don't show you on the track. They don't show the 5 a.m.s, right? right. Mm-hmm. Show the times where, you know, some of the girls or the young men are in the coach's office saying, I want to quit because this is just not too much. They don't, mm-hmm. show, they don't show the behind the scenes pictures, right? And so those are the moments that you just discussed. Like when our lives and those obstacles, obstacles come, 
things get thrown at us. Those are the things. Those aren't the things that people are sharing, posting on social media, right? We'll take, mm-hmm. we're gonna post the best one and slap a filter on, right? Yep, yep. But see, here's the thing. Those breakthroughs come in those story moments. Mm-hmm. Right? When that person looks and says, wait, you, Shirley, you went yeah. through that? Yeah. Story moments are those things sometimes that that one thing that that tie that binds that somebody is waiting to say, I'm coming, I'm right here. Yep. And that'll help them break through. Yep. So I appreciate you for that. Yep. You know, we got to wind this thing up. You got okay. faces to see. And I'm a respecter of time of persons, but there are two questions. I'm going to switch yours around because you've given a definition of servant leadership that I love, that's new, and that is definitely a, a gem that you've dropped. But there are two questions that I do that kind of enshrine the next servant leader into okay. our ranks. I envision this front line that Christ is building of servant leaders to just truly uh, push the agenda forward and infiltrate the sports world. And you're doing that so, so eloquently. But the first one is this. In moments like you just discussed, we all have them, right? And so one of the things I love to do, because it's so easy in those moments to just be like, oh, where, where, where are you? Like, seriously, I know what you said. I understand what your word says. But right mm-hmm. now, I'm feeling that. Okay, right now, it's not working for me. What I feel is what I feel. And so I love to do my God is devotional. All right? You've probably seen me. Sometimes I put it there on Twitter. When I'm in a moment, he says, put it out there. I want to see what they say. I want people to be reminded what I am, what I can be, and what I cannot be. And so I'll say God is, and I keep ripping off what he is. I keep saying the things he's been to me. I keep saying the things he has not been to me because that's other blessings that we miss. Sometimes he blocks those things, like you said before, how he'll veer us off sometimes from things that we think we need and we don't. You don't get a list of, you get one. So if I said God is, and I drew a blank right there on that white behind me, how would you feel that blank? God is There were probably 300 words running through my mind, but I know, but one. God is my source. I love it. I love it. And see you, my friend, you, 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 I put this down. I have a notebook beside me at night and I put this down uh, a few nights ago. I'm horrible. I will have my phone beside me. I have a charger, I have chargers in all the rooms. I will lay beside a charger and not charge my phone. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not sure why I do it. I will lay there my phone. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it on 7% and the charger's right there. And I will lay there and let it die. I I don't know. Pray for me. Okay. Okay. I laughed because in that moment, and I thought about this years ago and it came back up again. And when you just said that my source, it made me think of that, right? The power source, right? My charger's in it's plugged into the wall it's plugged into the source all i got to do is plug into it Uh be recharged to get fed to get full right but what do i do i just lay down i see myself (laughs) my power i see myself draining my battery i see myself losing and disconnecting from a full tank and i won't plug in okay is my source. All I gotta do is plug in. Just tune in. Yep, that's it. Plug it in. I can't with you. I can't. I can't. And of course, naturally, I'm still gonna go there because I just feel like there's something deeper in there. But this is mine. I'm telling you right now, I love it. She said, if you if you missed it, servant leadership is a tool 
and it must be sharpened. But servant leadership are those two words, like you said before. A lot of times we put them separate. A lot of times we may not even know the definition of them. We choose one, right? But servant leadership, truly, two words that take on so many meanings, but truly the agenda of this platform is just to get back to that. In the sports world, allow us to learn what it truly means to serve and lead like Christ. So from you, servant leader, added leads, how would you define servant leadership? What does it mean to you? Well, I think it goes back to the dimensions that we talked about. I think um, servant leadership is embracing and planting and growing and protecting. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you you can use that for a lot of different things. But if you are really going to make an impact on someone or plant a seed, you've got to embrace and understand, and then you've got to grow it, but then you've got to protect it. You don't just leave them hanging. You, you've got to do that. And I think, you know, with those four things, I think that's what, you know, leader servant leadership is about. And I, you can't go to the next step without, the, you know, going through step one you can't get there. And then if something regresses, well, you've got to make progress and go right back to where you mm-hmm. came from. And uh, it's, it's a cycle, but at the end of the day, it, 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 it works and it's uh, through the power of Christ. So I would say that's what servant leadership is. I love it. I am truly, I don't know. I don't have words. And that is rare. Let me just put that out there. That is rare. But I don't have the the amount of words or the correct words that truly will define to you, explain to you how thankful I am that you did push forward and were obedient to come on today. Mm-hmm. I feel that at the end of the day, that truly that strength and that dignity, that Proverbs 31 exuding through you right now is screaming so loud and the crazy part about it is you're so chill it is like powerful coming through here but you're so chill and that is the mark of a servant leader when you take your hands off and you let God handle it Mm -hmm. and so I thank you so much for letting them handle it I thank you so much for your time I thank you for coming on and being transparent and being able to help us to grow and move this agenda forward I tell people all the time it's not about me is truly trying to infiltrate the sports world and normalize this athletic professional in faith. Well, I appreciate you having me here. And, um, you know, to, to end this in conclusion, I want you, if someone reaches out and I can help or assist, uh, send them my email address and we can keep that ball rolling. And um, I'm appreciative for this time and I, I wouldn't trade it. And I knew what I was supposed to do and I'm glad I followed through with it, you know, and that's, uh, something that I really struggled with, but I, I have no regrets and I'm, I'm appreciative. Thank you for reaching out to me and um, let me know if I can be of service to you in the future and, and God bless you. I appreciate that. And before you go, I will definitely make sure that I, you've heard it. So the email will be in the show notes, but I also have them. So I'll make sure I send it to you if it's necessary and it's needed. But before we go, I'm going to cover you. So if you could just bow your head really quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now just for another moment, another time, another opportunity, Lord God, to just put you first, to speak of you, to be obedient to you, to just lead like you and just be the vessel for you. I thank you right now, Lord God, for this servant leader, Lord God. I ask right now a special blessing on her as she continues to lead, Lord God, continues to serve, Lord God, continues to touch to grow, to plant, to embrace, Lord God. I ask that you just give her the strength, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding to be able to just move forward and how in 
in the ways that you would have her to go. Give her the strength, Lord God. Be in the midst of whatever situation she's enduring, Lord God. Help her to continue to know that if she rests upon you, Lord God, the answers will come. The strength will come, Lord God. And you will be there just to say, I got you. I am still carrying you. I've never left you and I never will. To the person that doesn't know you, Lord God, I ask right now, Lord God, a special prayer for that person that's listening that does not know you. I ask that you allow them to understand that you're there, not just for us, but the same God that is doing this, what we talk and, and spoke of. It can be the same God that can do it for them. I ask right now that you just help us, Lord God, be with every single person at their point of need. But most of all, help us to continue to be lights so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. Servant leader, Addie Lees, you are now <laughs> a part of the servant leader family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. We, you we appreciate you. And we thank you guys for listening. We're going to see you guys next time. Thank you.